The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this random episode, we haven't done a random for one for all in a while. you tree huggers of Mind Pump. You know, back in the day when we used to a record of, a lot of tree talk today, when we used to Lots record our talk. episodes in the early days, uh, the first hundred episodes or so were just me, Adam, and Justin. We never had a guest. And uh, we used to do episodes where we would right. just turn the mics on and just talk. We just ignore everybody else. And we, we don't necessarily get the opportunity to do that very often because we have lots of guests now. But we decided uh, we were sitting around. We're like, hey, let's do an episode like that. So we turned on the mics and we just started talking. We had great conversation. Uh, we talked about uh, cannabinoid deficiency syndrome, which I found very fi- fascinating. Uh, then we talked about uh, like health, ultimate health, and how a body and in optimal health will be devoid of disease, and we give some examples. Um, Adam has an experience actually uh, with his doctor that he talks about, and I talk about a couple other examples. Mm-hmm. Um, then we talk about um, nature um, and its health benefits of going out in nature, and our experiences with that. And as Justin says, uh, we get a little hippie, just a little bit. It gets you know, crunchyish. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you might go hug a tree after this episode. You might do that just a little bit. Uh, and then we talk about the business, and we talk about the things that we love and why we love doing mind pump so we have a lot of fun with that also this month get access to the facebook forum the private forum for free here's how you do it you enroll in any of our maps workout programs including our super bundle which is one year's worth of exercise programming in other words if you enroll in the super bundle you've got the entire year planned out for you, you just follow each each program in order and at the end of the year uh you'll be a lot stronger leaner more fit, uh, you'll feel better, more mobile, all those more awesome things. Uh, the place to find these programs is mindpumpmedia.com. Mix Master Flash. Oh, I'm uh, I'm on episode Mix Master three. Cut, I haven't watched. Cut I haven't watched oh, you haven't? Since no. The first one, dude. Yeah, really good. Oh man, I really still good. have not seen it. You know what? I, I had like? to catch up on Game of Thrones, and I did. You guys want you throw that in just to fuck with me? Justin. I just have to do that because me and Adam have something right now. Me and him are watching <laughs> no, no, something I'm together. Throwing it in a better show on top of and your you're show. like, oh yeah. Well, guess what? Me and Adam watch mm, this show that yes. you don't watch. We whatever. watch dragons. You whatever. Whatever, dude. Yeah, whatever. whatever. This, uh, you know, what I like about this one is the it's not what I thought it was going to be, and that's I think that's why I probably didn't go looking for it. Um, cause I, I have like the, the Tupac, the Biggie, like I have all their, um, uh, what do you call them? Their biographies. Yeah. Their videos, you know, the beef. Know yeah. I, and I've seen all the, all the specials on the beefs between the two of them. So I've seen a lot of the same footage. So I just kind of was like, oh, but this is nothing like that. This dives into all the business side, which is really cool. They they really share how it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty no, awesome. I'm in dude. I, I can't wait. Where yeah. did that word come from? By the way, what's that beef? Beef. <laughs> when you in that in that context, a beef. Yeah, with this person. So yeah. my so my friend, mm. I had a friend that was from Hawaii, like stealing uh, cows or something. Yeah. So I had a friend that was from Hawaii, and I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but you know every region has its own slang, and 
if you go to different parts of the country, there's their own, right? Do you guys, you guys familiar with Pigeon? No. Uh, no, other than carrier pigeons. And no, Mike Tyson. so Pigeon is like a slang way to speak if you're from Hawaii. Hmm. Yes, no joke. Really? And so, yeah, so like if you want to start shit with someone, I don't know much of Pigeon at all, okay? But if you want to start shit with oh, someone, to hear it. what they would say to someone, would say, they'd say to them, they go, you like beef? That means that you want to fight? Oh, you, like, you like beef? So you, it's all the way you deliver it? You like beef. Not oh, like, do oh, you, you have like, beef? Oh, I see. Do you like beef? Maybe Doug can look up... Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Pigeon speaking. Well, I'm looking up at hmm. beef for top definition. To have a grudge or start one with another person. Uh, they you, they reference 50 Cent, and I know it's been around for longer than 50 Cent. Oh, they, yeah. they say Come he's... On. He, you know, he says a quote in a, like one of his songs, right? Life's on the line, and he says the beef thing. But that's... Beef has been used that way. To yeah, have a beef with someone to fight them as a person against something else. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah. No, it's a legit thing. I just looked it up right now. Pigeon talk in, uh, in Hawaii. It, they said it's a, it's a, it's the, an official quotes language of Hawaii. What? Say what? I didn't know. I did not know. That's interesting. So articles and verbs are replaced with... So da, D-A, re- replaces the. Fo replaces to. And when replaces when. They kind of sound the same. Yeah. So like, uh, brother, you like go beach? That's pigeon for you want to go to the beach. Wow. I want to look at more pigeon sentences. That's pretty cool, huh? Interesting. How everybody has their own thing. <laughs> I'm really into this. I, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So uh, yeah. so you, you guys want to hear something else that's interesting that I've been reading about? Is it going to be more interesting? Than <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that was like subpar interesting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's, let's see again. how much better no, this right. gets right here. Right. Tell us. So I kind of talked to you guys about this for a split second earlier, and I actually wrote a post on it on my Instagram page, uh, Mind Pump Sal. Uh, that's weird. I had played. Yeah, yeah, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing, yeah. Beyonce? <laughs> Come on, man! Like about a, like you a, really <laughs> are trying. Like, a, like a, over like, my site, Sal Stefano is awesome. Uh, 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 right, uh, uh, I sell my, things. Mindbookmedia uh, forward slash Sal. Really, all the content you wanted, but you're not getting from the show. It's over here. It's pretty much just like Mindbookmedia, only it's just me all the time. It's like you could type in Mindbookmedia, but then I'll just like splice it over to my yeah. website. It's like I'm you on know, another like podcast. I bought that or link. I'm yeah. promoting myself on the podcast. This guy goes and does a couple interviews by himself, right? <laughs> <laughs> he goes and does a couple interviews by himself on fucking King Dingling. Wow. wow. Wait, hold on. Hold on. What did you just call me? <laughs> King Dingling. King Dingling. Oh, the single ladies. Oh, the single ladies. Yeah, we, we know. We so, know. We know. So I just did a post on this on uh, cannabinoid deficiency syndrome. Do you guys even know about this? This is a real thing. No, and I uh, I remember you talking about this because you didn't get like anybody to, to look at it. Yeah, yet, fuck everybody. Yeah. That's why I had no, to, it's, that's why it's I had fascinating to though. Like I am into this. Like, so uh, yeah. By the way, if I post a, like a shirtless picture, I'll get like uh, you know eight hundred likes, and I post like a great post <laughs> on this cool topic, and I'll get like five. Like you said, too many big words. Too many big words. So yeah. cannabinoid deficiency syndrome. So the human body produces its own. Cannabinoids, endocannabinoids. Now, cannabinoids are uh, chemicals that you find in cannabis, the marijuana plant. But we make our own. One of them is uh, anandamide. One of them. Uh, that's just an example. There's another one. I think it's called 2AG, if I'm not mistaken. But I know anandamide is one, and they're responsible for a, a few functions in the body. Having too little production of cannabinoids leads to certain types of symptoms, like irritable bowel syndrome 
fibromyalgia, migraines, um, a lot of the things that people use cannabis to treat. And one of the things that you may actually get from having uh, low levels of cannabinoids in your system may be even a high risk for cancer. So I found this very fascinating because it makes sense now that why some people get so much relief and benefit from supplementing because their body's just not producing right. mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the normal amounts. I mean, when you when you after you said it, it's kind of obvious to me. I feel like because when you think of how people react, and it's the same thing with supplements, right? Some some people take something and it's life changing. Somebody could take an omega three, and it's like they that's what they were missing, right? Yeah. It's like they're it's super deficient. Right. Didn't realize it. Whoa, this was something it's that like, changed. Well, I, I the... feel like, uh, and this is this is just how I am too, right? I haven't talked about this much on the show because I know again, this is because of me and my experience. So the vitamin D supplementing has been huge for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't talk about it a lot because it may not be that for anybody else. I think I'm truly deficient in it, and I never put that together until Sal had said something to me. And you know what irritates that- me about that? What? Is that I said something to you, and your fucking dermatologists and people you've been seeing forever. Right. Yeah. Did say nothing. And it was you, you shared a Harvard study with me, and it was just like... Well, fuck! I've never even explored that as an option, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna just start supplementing with it, see if it makes me. And instantly, uh, it r- gave me great relief, and it's been a. And big, this is for your psoriasis. Yeah, and so it hasn't eliminated it, but it has. It keeps it suppressed. So normally by now, I would have already had to done another shot. I'd have to be doing creams on it every single day, where I haven't been putting. I've been lazy. I haven't put any cream on it whatsoever because actually the vitamin D has been keeping it down really well. Now, are you noticing any other? Because it takes. I don't know if I told you this, but it takes a while to build up your vitamin D level. It didn't. It took me about a month. Okay. It took me about a month before I really started. At first, I was just I couldn't. See. And what are you at? Ten thousand IU's or whatever. Um, some days, some days I do take ten. Most days I take five. Mm. So. You might so I would suggest even getting tested because uh, with people who have like legit low vitamin D, they'll put uh, people on like twenty, thirty, forty thousand IU's, which I don't recommend unless you know. Yeah. If you're low, just to get it up uh, to normal levels, because sometimes it can be a challenge to get those vitamin D levels up. Have you noticed any other benefits? Because vitamin D has does more than just you know. Is that how it works? Like, can you really ramp up that much and and your body be able to absorb properly? Yeah. So it depends. It? it depends on the person, but it's a fat soluble vitamin, and mm-hmm. so they'll test your vitamin D. And so what'll happen? Like, I have a family member whose vitamin D levels were low, so the doctor put them on forty thousand I use a day for uh, now. Is I think there a couple months before they got tested again? Now, is there anything hmm. that's competitive with my body that I I, I need to be aware of? Because that's another thing too that a lot of people don't address and talk about. Like, when, for example, like I've shared on the show before, like omega threes. Like, if it's competitive with sixes and nines, so if you overconsume on those anyways, you may as well be flushing your fish oil down the drain because the sixes and nines are taking over. Is do I have similar? Is there similar stuff with vitamin D, or do you know that? I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know that. But I'm actually right now. I'm looking up symptoms of low vitamin D. Um, so you you can you you some people will supplement with it if they're low, and they'll notice that their uh, cognitive function improves. So they feel sharper, mood. Um, it's supposed to raise your mood. If you're low, it can sometimes make you where you feel like you're uh, either more irritable or just not. Sometimes people get depressed if they're low in vitamin D. Um, muscle weakness, bone pain, those are more severe symptoms. So, But that's interesting to me that nobody ever said that to you because right. psoriasis, It's like a, that's like a classic thing. Because when I looked it up, when I, when I stumbled upon it, before I even sent you that information, I looked it up. And 
it was like, oh yeah, one of the first things you should do if someone has psoriasis is mm-hmm. test their vitamin D levels. And they even fucking even do that. No, yeah. not, not yeah. at all. And, and it's like, it bums you out. You know? Oh, it makes, it, it, again, and of course, and this is my own bias and my own experiences, it's, it reminds me of what I went through with chiropractors. It's like I just kept running into these like bad chiropractors that I would ask things about my body and they would give me the information that like I knew more and I was searching for more from them. Same thing with a lot of my doctors I've had. And so I've got this bad taste in my mouth. Part of the reason why I hate going to doctors because it's like, you know, and mind you, I know my my uh, dermatologist is a skin doctor, right? But I, it's still, it's like I've been seeing you. You know, I've asked a ton of questions like this. I'm all first to ask diet, exercise, the things that I can control. Yeah. You know, are these are these these certain things that I can do? And you know, they kind of what they kind of say is like, oh yeah, no, no, having a good diet will will help. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, but, we got. What, what, does, that, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Know, you know what I'm saying we got into this a little bit too. You know, my wife like found out. You know, that she has hypothyroidism and. Um, that one of the first things that they like, you know, they wanted to do was to alleviate sort of this, this anxiety. And so there's some things like, you know, taking antidepressants and things like that. It's like a go-to thing for them instead of like really addressing the root of this and like, you know, giving all the, the background information nutritionally, you know, sleep, um, um, you know, all these other measures that, you know, we can, we can improve upon and, and, you know, come back and see where our levels are, are even then. But it's like, you know, I know there's a place for both, you know, and there's definitely a place for both. And I'm glad that she's on medication to, you know, sort of regulate the levels with that. But at the same time, it's like, give me more information. Yeah, right. It, you know, it, I just want more. We need to, re- we need to realize something, uh, that's, it's profound when you realize it, but then, at, then when you do realize it, you go, well, that's obvious. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's this. If you're in an optimal state of health, optimal wellness and health, for the most part, you're devoid of disease. You just are. So if you have some kind of a chronic health issue. Do you know it's crazy? Health issue, do you know that, you know that uh, this is what I also found fascinating when I got into growing marijuana was, do you know that's the same thing by balancing the pH in a plant? That if you can keep the plant at the perfect pH, like take care of it nutrient-wise, water-wise, light-wise, if you can keep it perfect, it will not get disease. It will not get bugs and insects. It won't get yeah. anything. It, it's, yeah. it's resilient to almost anything and, and that's everything. What, and that's what I'm saying. Like if you yep. if, you're, if your well, body is optimally well. We're the same. That's what I'm saying. So if you have a chronic issue and it could be something that's controlled. And the problem is we control the symptoms so well. So like let's say you have uh, you know GERD. Uh, or you have um, stomach issues, or you have some kind of a skin issue, or you have a chronic you know, cystic acne, or you tend to get migraines all the time, or you know, whatever, uh, whatever your issue is, a body that's in optimal health, for the most part, will be devoid of all of these problems. So although you know, these medications and stuff can help with the symptom, and many times you need to address the symptom right away, like with, your, with the case with your wife. Right. If your thyroid is low, you need to take thyroid right away because low thyroid is dangerous. Mm-hmm. But then make sure you're in optimal health because in your body should, in many cases, if it's not too late, balance itself out and it may take time. So like in the case of cannabinoid deficiency syndrome, you know, we use cannabis. We get these cannabinoids from an external source from, you know, the phytocannabinoids from a plant. You feel fucking awesome now. Great, I don't have IBS anymore. I don't have pain or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's there still was something that was causing a, either a deficiency in cannabinoids or a downregulation of the receptors that the cannabinoids uh, attach to. And so I've noticed this with myself. You know, I used cannabis to uh, help me as part of my protocol for my irritable bowel syndrome, which was really bad at one point. And what I've noticed through time 
is I've needed less and less and less and less of it because I've balanced my body out in all of the the ways, including you know nutrition, sleep, exercising properly, mindfulness, all the things that I know contribute to optimal wellness. Now I need less of it to the point where if I'm really honest and just using it medicinally, I'll probably now use it once a week or less, whereas before it was it was a nightly thing. And on the flip side of that, speak, stay, staying on that, the subject of cannabis, do you think you could give yourself cannabinoid deficiency syndrome by using too much cannabis? Oh, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to give your body so much that your body will produce less of it itself mm-hmm. and downregulate receptors. And again, like anything else in this entire world, like too much of anything could be yeah. bad. You know, like it what? It be the right dose and the right, right. balance. There's, there, there is not, nothing that I'm aware of that we can take, even oxygen, right? So even, yeah. even, yeah. even well, too much. Well, there's hormetic effects to toxic things that, you know, we're eating and, and you know, but it's all in, in, in really, really like low amounts. So that way we get, you know, we get used to things and we, to, to, to fight them off and, and overcome uh, you know, bacteria and viruses and all these kinds of things. It's just isn't, a different way there, of thinking. Isn't there? Yeah. Isn't there like a like a cult of people that that they call themselves something? I forget that. They're, and they they believe in like everything in moderation. Like that's just like the motto is just like everything oh, really? in moderate, anything and everything I'm goes. Sure like but that, it's just yeah. like in moderation. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm not familiar. Uh, I forget. There's. I think there's a name of it. So I'm sure somebody on our forum will. <laughs> it's will it's just a, it's just about. a new yeah. it's a new way of thinking. And and the problem is is that and Western medicine won't agree with this. And a lot of people will debate me. I know it uh, once they hear me say this, but the, if the, and largely this is largely true. If you're in this optimal state of health and wellness, you're not going to get disease. And so, when you get disease, uh, look at that. Like, look at what's going on with your life. And you may think everything's perfect, but there may be something that's off. Maybe something you need to address to put you in that optimum state. Chronic illness, for the again, for the most part, shouldn't exist. So when we look around at the people around us and ourselves that have all these kind of chronic issues like osteoarthritis and all these autoimmune issues and allergies and skin problems and, you know, like, you know, you, you shouldn't have those things. They should not exist. It's not it's not just a part of life. I think people think that that's yeah, the case, like right? Like that's the hand I was dealt, right? Yeah, and like, oh, it's just normal. Right there. Yeah. You know, it's just a normal part of life. And I totally, I totally disagree with that. And I've seen it firsthand with the clients that I've worked with where – They'll tell me about some of their issues, and we'll just work on those basics and really just kind of nail those down. Well, what sucks is, is again, this is, uh, you know, and not to put all the blame, and I know I'm painting this, like, broad stroke here with all the doctors, and there's a lot of great doctors out there. for sure. But there's also a lot of bad ones, too, and there's a lot of them that that they do. They, uh, They treat... Um, you know, the acute thing and that's it. And they address that and they don't get into the root cause. And then clients, I remember, would just, they were told from their doctor, like, oh, you have this. Like, this is what we do to fix it. Like, you're, you're, you're going to have it for the rest of your life. And it's just like, oh, Dude. I've just, I've just accepted that whatever this is, this hand I got dealt yeah, the with. The intention a lot of times is great, right? I want to alleviate pain. I want to alleviate all this like anxiety, all these different, like, you know, you're having panic attacks. Let's address that. You know, like, let's solve this. And this pill can really help kind of get you to that place. But, yeah, it's it's just it's the lack of the ongoing conversation about it. You know, it's, it's the disconnect of like you know the protocol that we should implement into you know our daily habits and routines that are really going to get us back to optimal health. That's just that's just a quick thing. You know, I had it's a quick fix. I had a client once, female client, who was getting very strange symptoms, scary ones, where it started off with she would get kind of this light headedness, this light dizziness. And then it got worse and worse to where whenever she'd stand up, especially when she was on her period, 
whenever she'd stand up, she'd have to like hold on to something because she would like have to like gather herself. Mm. Then she started getting crushing fatigue, like just where she would just be exhausted and have to go lie down. Her fingernails were getting kind of brittle and soft. Mm. Her hair was looking a little off. And so she's coming to me and I'm like, okay, you need to see a doctor because these are all bad, potentially bad signs. Mm-hmm. My first guess was that your iron is, is low. low. You may have low iron for sure. because of the brittleness in your nails and some of these other things. So she went and they did a full blood panel and it came back normal. Your iron levels are normal, ferritin, all these other things. Everything's mm. normal. Doctor's like, you're fine. And that's where it stopped. Everything's fine. Without looking at all the... That's it. Indications. So they did more tests. You're fine. Everything's fine. Meanwhile, she's fucking horrible, uh, crushing fatigue. So I'm asking her questions. And I'm like, okay, hmm. you know, when did the start? What's going on? Uh, let's talk about your periods. She would have very, very heavy, heavy periods. Now she had an IUD, hmm. a hormonal, hormone-free IUD, a copper IUD. And when you get those, one of the accepted side effects is you have heavy periods. So she was telling me that she was having to change her tampon or her pad every hour some days. And I'm like, okay, that could definitely be contributing Damn. to how you're feeling, especially in my only, the reason why- iron levels and stuff too. Well, and the funny thing is the blood test showed everything was normal. Oh, wow. In, in, in our standard blood test. Because iron in the blood, but she's losing so uh, much blood. I yeah. don't, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know. Like, I don't know what that is. Uh. But what I do know, and here's the funny thing, right? I'm not a specialist in any of these areas. I'm not a doctor. So I didn't ha- I didn't run any tests, but I knew know that that's probably not healthy. Yeah, something's still off. That's probably yeah. not healthy, right? That's yeah. that's that may contribute to it. And one of the clues was that it was so much worse when she was on her period. So I said, look, talk to your doctor about maybe removing your IUD. See what they say. Doctor's like, sure, let's give it a shot. She goes off the IUD. Uh, we're talking about diet. Greatly increased her intake of vegetables. Had her start taking a multivitamin because I'm like, your nutrients may be low because of blood loss. And lo and fucking behold, she starts to feel better and she's fine. Now, I don't know what it was that fixed it. I don't know if it was the increase in the vegetables and diet, the removal of the IUD, the you know all of the above, which is what I think it was. But the, the fact that they didn't even go there right. yeah. is kind of crazy yeah, to me. It bums you out. It really does bum uh, me out, yeah. but that, that tends to be... Well, it's because you said this not too long ago on the episode on one of the episodes about, you know, what we're really good at is specialists here. You know, like if something... Like if you if you wanted knee surgery, you like blew out your ACL or something like that, like and you need surgery done, like yeah. you want someone from over here that's going to do your surgery who's a fucking... That's all he, he's And then there's this, the disconnect of the communication lines, right? right? right. So that's, that's the other problem because like they're insanely great in their specialized uh, knowledge base or, or like, you know, the type of clients that come to, to visit them. Um, but then, you know, to think outside of that as another factor that's contributing, you know, there's a lot of times that's, that's tough because you don't really get that communication from. This is why I think like, and I know that um, I don't know how our boys are doing. You remember uh, when we brought um, my buddy on the show, oh, right, the, right, right. their app? Yes. You know, they're, you know, training they, slate. Yeah. Training slate. I don't know where they're at with that company or not. I haven't looked into them in a long time. And, but I know for sure they're on the right track mm-hmm. of, of things like that because I do feel like that's a huge need uh, here more than anywhere else. Like yeah. that we have all these professionals that are connected to you are now all speaking to each other because I feel like you would need like a wellness yeah, to create your own panel. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. you need like a well, like, like, you know, when you, okay, like you're building a house. Or you're working on a building and you've got your plumbers, your electricians, your 
tile setters. You've got the people building a foundation. Know, the yeah. general contractor. You have a general. Yeah. Don't you think that that would benefit in medicine if there was like a general manager totally. or like a wellness who looked at all these different pieces and took all the information and was able to connect them all? Well, I think a real, a yeah. really, really good like a wellness manager, a really good fucking trainer could do that. I think. I think a really because I, I tried to do that. I'll be the first one to admit that. I, like, I can't. Like, there's things that my that, and that's why I use people like Brink, like uh, you know, Doctor Ruscio. Like, you know, I've forged these relationships that, like, listen. You know, I know something's going on that's not right, and I know the guy who can help you in that area that knows way more than I know, mm-hmm. and I can send you that. Like, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I won't be able to – I think that's the type of person that you would want running that position is knowing just the mm-hmm. right amount to not get themselves in trouble, and, and, but and, not overly specialized in the area to where they get so tunnel vision. And I do think that uh, because we're so conditioned to think that it's one thing or one cause, like – I have this, you know, anxiety or depression or I have this gut issues. What is the problem? Like there's a single answer. And many times there isn't. Yeah. Many times it's a combination of things. Most times I would. Most argue. times. And so when you're in a, when you're in a situation where you have an ailment, a, just say a chronic thing that you think you have to live with cuz we tend to get, we get to that point, right? We're like, okay, I just have to deal with this for the rest of my life. Like this is just the way I am. Yeah. Insomnia is one of them. Like I have a tough time going to bed, sleep, like okay, it's just the way I am. Rather than trying to find the, the one single thing, make your whole life healthier, kind of handle all of those, the big rocks that you know about, like nutrition, exercise, sleep, meditation, you know, uh, do all those things and then slowly watch what happens. And I can guarantee you this right now, all of those things optimized will benefit almost any chronic ailment. Any chronic ailment should see a great imp- impact just from handling those those main components, right. yeah. you know. The other thing that's pretty scary that I, I was looking at the other day, um, and I thought of you, Adam, because you're such a, um, you're you're you love your your dogs so much. You're so they're like your kids. I was looking up statistics, and I didn't realize this, but the prescriptions uh, for antidepressants and anti anxiety medications for pets is exploding. Absolutely exploding. People are prescribing. They're, they're giving their dogs. Dude, I 100% believe this. So I'm like really particular with how I, I feed my dogs. So they're on a half raw diet, half uh, like the, a green free dog food that's got raw pebbles in it. And it's like it costs an arm and a leg, but it's good. It's everything is like I want I want to feed them the same way I would try and treat and feed myself. You know what I'm saying? And with them, it's even easier. Like us, it takes it takes way more variety and focus and then i move them and exercise them and feed them accordingly to their movement like uh, people trip out i remember the first time i told my breeder she about freaked out on me because i think she overfeeds all of her dogs you know because bulldogs mm-hmm. will just keep eating 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 and then they're, they're these big round dogs and <laughs> it's like and then they they have these life expectancy of only like eight years you know and i'm like well you know but the, some of them live 12 to 15 like, well, you know, maybe some of that has to do with how owners like allow them to overconsume, not extra because they're not exercise dogs. They'd rather just lay around and sleep, so they won't move if I don't if I don't take them to move. Mm-hmm. And they'll eat anything I put in front of them, and so you can really overfeed them. And so I'm like, uh, I'm really interested to see their their lives and health. And I'm very careful too. Like I I supplement like with uh, I use eggshells. Uh, in their in their diet for the calcium, I use uh, I I cut open my fish oil and omega threes and I put it over their uh, over their food. So I I totally uh, pay attention to all that stuff with dogs and they don't get any drugs, they don't get any table um, 
any table stuff. I've, the only thing I've ever used on them before is during the the fireworks times. I'll give them like a like a, a like a, a freaking supplement that mm. helps them like s- calm down. It's basically oh, like right, a ca- chamomile, yeah, chamomile, yeah. and all the shit that we would take. The it, natural all, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah. The the other thing too is. Um, the cancer rates among uh, animals. Well, I think it's because they're feeding their they're yeah. feeding human food bro, to them, bro. tumors and cancer. Yeah, bro, it's, it's like not rampant. A, it's not. It's not. Yes, it's rampant. Yeah. In fact, if you know, it's funny. You think about it, like because most pets don't die from cancer. They they die because we put them down. But a lot of them, the reason why we put them down, because they, they get cancer. Yeah, yes, yeah. and if you think about it, this is the part that tripped me out. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I can't think of. I mean. By far, dogs and cats eat more processed food than anything I can. I mean, that's all they eat for the most part. When people have a pet, mm-hmm. they feed them these highly processed, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. you know, dry yeah. food that is made up of GMO in there, all else. kinds of shit. Yeah. And then they get cancer um, like crazy. I think I don't know what the statistics are. I don't even think they keep statistics. Um, I know that uh, female dogs uh, have a cancer rate that's something like three times higher than. The male dogs, probably because of uh, the whole, you know, the, the breast cancer or whatever they call it with the with dogs. But um, it's interesting because you can kind of see what's happening with the human pop- population, and it kind of mirrors a little bit what's happening with the pets. Like, oh, totally. Like pet obesity is pretty hilarious, but it's it's funny only because it's, nobody talks about it. But it's so true, man. Like I don't. I mean, we talked about that a long time ago about mm-hmm. the overfeeding of of animals, and it's like. You know, if I know that I haven't got like the adequate amount of exercise, you know, for that day, I'm not giving like two scoops or like, you know, like adding all this extra meat and all like, you know, like be reasonable. Like, and and that's just the thing. I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know, my dog would have eaten anything I put in front of his face, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, you're kind of responsible for this, this, this life form. And so you know, a lot of people can think of it however they want and be dismissive about that fact, but it's a fact. You well, know? I mean, let's think about how they evolved. I mean, they yeah. weren't domesticated until later. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were wild yeah. and yeah. they probably killed something and then didn't eat for two days. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We That's were all wild at like, some point. Like, it's so know? funny. It's like like funny. When, when the first time I ever introduced that to Katrina and she kind of was like, it took her a minute to register because she was just like, what do you mean you're not going to feed them? Like, you can't do that to them. Like, skip a meal. I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah. I've taught you. You're going to be bummed out. I taught yeah. you the same thing about us uh, that we shouldn't eat that way either what makes you think they evolved you think the dogs had someone scoop them food right for yeah. morning and afternoon every single day like, <laughs> no yeah. you know they probably didn't eat for two three days like trust me this dog's living the life he's cool oh, it's totally. yeah. yeah and we did and we bred them to just do some incredible thing the do- i know dogs have a particular something in their gene that allows them to be to evolve and change at must much faster rates than other animals that's why in such a short period of time wow. we have like dramatic variations of dogs, yeah. you know, from the very small to the very large. So somebody was, I don't know if it was Joe Rogan show, but it was talking about how like every single dog has come from wolves. Like yeah. Everything. Yep. Even coyotes were like a form of a wolf. Yeah. And uh, there's something in their genes that allows them to evolve extremely uh, rapidly. One of the, the first things that they evolved was um, the barking Barking is uh, like puppies do that, like uh, puppy uh, uh, pups, like wolf pups will do that, but then they stop when they get older. Mm-hmm. But dogs evolve to learn that when they do that, they get the attention of the owner right. and they can kind of get what they want. Dogs are also one of the few animals that will. That's how I feel about fucking chihuahuas. <laughs> Just yeah, like little shitty, like toddlers. Uh, <laughs> I love small dogs. I'm a, I'm a small dog stop person. It. Love oh, them. Yeah. Uh, dogs are also one of the few animals that will look to their owner. 
for cues on what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So like they'll take like they do studies with wolves where they'll they'll take food and they'll put it underneath these bowls and then the wolf will try and figure out which one it is and if he can't figure it out for a while he'll just give up or he'll keep trying. A dog will will try for a second and then look up at his owner like can you point to me which one has the totally. has the food in it cuz yeah. they're trying to work with that so <laughs> it's, it's trippy. Yeah, but you know it, it was kind of a um it was a big shift in thinking for me when I really realized and I'm, of course there's genetic uh you know diseases and uh, stuff like that with uh, you know with humans, but for the most part, if we're in this kind of state of optimal health and wellness, we shouldn't have you know some of the problems and aches and pains and issues that we you know we tend to having. So when people have a chronic issue, doesn't that sound like that should be the treatment? Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know it's funny. Yeah. You know that I had to go through this learning curve, and I'm going to go back and relate it to marijuana again because it's so <laughs> funny to me, and I think you would appreciate this. This, this learning curve that I had while I was figuring this out. So imagine like I'm, I'm creating these rooms like, and you're trying to create the perfect environment for this plant to thrive, thrive and be able to take care of it and, and keep it at this perfect homeostasis and right perfect pH levels. Because when you do, nothing basically attacks it. But it's inevitable. Every, anybody and everybody that's done this before, especially in, in a larger scale, something happens, right? Light doesn't get to a, a thing just perfectly or whatever, which makes it a little bit weaker plant or did the water doesn't dry, uh, dries up faster because it's a little bit warmer or in that part of the room or whatever that stresses the plant. The plant then gets attacked by spiders. Then you have this, then you're this uphill battle you're fighting. Right. And you know, I mean, I've lost all kinds of stuff, uh, plants from trying to fight it with pesticides, this and mm. shooting, doing all these things to kill and attack it. It took me a long time before I finally realized, like, like that was that's so ass backwards. And if I just focused on my environment, like, made sure I had the most perfect environment at all times, as far as from a a light, a temperature, air flow, all those things that were that were vital to its survival and keeping it healthy and at homeostasis. Like, once I figured that out, then the battle of fighting all these little side effect things was really, really easy to to manage if ever had to deal with it at all. But it's really similar to how we treat the body is that we start to get one little issue and then it's like we're constantly putting Band-Aids all over everything when the root cause... You know, it could be the fact that you get this completely t- terrible job that you work at. You fuck <laughs> it's the environment. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't sleep ever, mm-hmm. and you're you know putting processed foods in you, and just not getting enough nutrients that your body needs. It's like, well, fuck. No wonder you're getting attacked at all ends here. Right, you know what right, I'm saying, right. like, fix the environment and see what happens. Dude, and- speaking of, of plants, like, have you have you ever seen that footage? I don't know if it was on the National Geographic, but how like this this slow stop motion type film where um you know they they actually like time lapsed it so you could see cuz cuz plants they communicate to each other yeah and not that fucking weird oh my god and so like there I've was seen that. there's like a bird or something that would come by and like you know would would come to to eat the fruit or like mess with it or there's like a little caterpillar that's eating a certain plant and within a matter of like i don't know like a like 20 minutes or something like the communication chain down the line you i guess like most of the the leaves actually turn bitter and toxic so uh, just initially because they know that like there's a predator there uh in close proximity and they got the message received from you know these other plants and it's just like it trips me out because you know we're, we're so removed from their speed of life right. it's it, they are living beings right and you know it's just interesting it's like this hierarchy right that we we sort of place that uh, people get really touchy about you ever you ever um 
you ever play the mind game with yourself? Uh, I, I did this. I, I went to uh, the Sequoia National Park, and you see some of the oldest living trees in the world there. You yeah. know, like th- mm-hmm. some of what thousands of years old. You know, definitely hundreds of years old. And I remember thinking to myself, like I'd sit there and look at them, like. I wonder what the consciousness, like how Dude. how does a tree experience time? Okay. Because they're alive for so long. So I'm not a hippie at all, right? I can't stand them. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be around them. They smell. Except for me. Except you're, yeah, you're, you're close. You're as close as I can get okay. to yeah. a real hippie. Right, thanks. Um, but like I live around old growth redwood trees. And yeah, you're in fucking hippie land, bro. By the way, I'm gonna tell you you're something. In the, you're in the, and you're enemy's territory. Yeah, I know. I grew up with them. That's why I don't like them. Oh, I don't okay. like hippies or surfers. Get out. Uh, get away from me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, you're, you're nice people. Whatever. But um, <laughs> I just have to throw that in there. <laughs> There's probably somebody cool in the in the mix. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I live like directly in this in this old growth, like these groves, these uh, uh, redwood tree groves and um there's something there's definitely something to it you know there's uh it's not even like it's a woo-woo thing or it's like it's magic, magic but it's like you you feel entered like you feel like living beings like and and i don't know man i was removed for a while when i moved to uh, uh chicago and it was just all this like like vastness of, of man-made shit everywhere and it just it i didn't feel settled and i never felt like you know like comfortable and i'm sure i'm like this is most of it's like your your comfort level, right? Like I grew up around this and like, you know, these hovering trees constantly blocking the sunlight, but like you get these, you know, this interesting sort of energy and vibe around them. It's, 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 it trips me. I out. for sure. hundred percent believe that that's the case. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, here people won't argue with this. You ever be in a room where you just feel the tension? You're not conversing with anyone nothing crazy is going on but you just don't like the energy Mm -hmm. of the room of the people in the room people can totally relate to that but then you tell them about stuff in nature they're like oh that's that's woo woo no it's not dude like water has there's a reason why water has a calming effect in fact when you go to a lot of office buildings now oh that's on the book that Mm -hmm. i want to you know at uh float tank he he said because he had it next to stealing fire he had the god what was it called and that's he. I asked him what the book was about, and he says it gets into all the science behind that. Actually, hmm. he says it's a really interesting read. We should read that next. Yeah. So uh, the sound of water um, brings comfort, relaxation, settles the body. Having your bare feet on dirt—that's the mode. Or I sand. Listen, that's the mode mm-hmm. I listen to on Brain FM. I don't know about you guys. The, the beach, the beach sound. Oh yeah. The water. It's the running water, water for me, is dude. Good. Every time, yeah. and I don't know. And I tell, I was like, I don't know what it is about that, and I'm sure there is something to it. The actual sound and what it puts off. Uh, and I also can relate it. You know, I, I always close my eyes. I could think of being at a beach house or whatever like that. And so that something about that's very calming and, and, and I love it. And so that's the one I use. All Dude, the time. I told, uh, I, d- I did that with my kids. We went to Yosemite and, um, we would stop, we'd go hiking and we kind of go off the trail for a second and we'd see these big boulders or these trees. And just because I know kids are more kid. One of the awesome thing about having kids is kids are so open-minded. So they can teach you a lot uh, about certain things and you can test things on them to see what they say because they're open-minded. So we would go up to trees and I'd tell my kids like, you know, if you're quiet enough and you put your hands on the tree, some people say that you can sense the energy of the tree. And I know that sounds like, you know, below bullshit. And I'll be honest with you. I can't necessarily, I don't know what I'm sensing when I touch a tree. I just know I feel good around plants and stuff, but I'm doing this with my kids. And then you, they start seeking it out. Like they started, like my daughter's like, 
can we take off our shoes and walk around barefoot? And I'm like, sure. And, you know, she's like, wow, the tree. And then she says that the rock, it feels different than the tree. And I'm like, you mean just the way it feels? She goes, no, I feel like it has a different energy. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And it's just interesting hearing from kids because they don't know what they're supposed to say or what they're not supposed to say. Yeah. But there's definitely something to it. And I didn't appreciate it when I was younger. Like when, when I would go camping, I didn't appreciate it. Like I do now as an adult yeah. where I go but out. But meanwhile, and- I'm like, you know, sawing it up and like putting it all over the inside of my house. Because I love <laughs> having wood like in my house. I'm like, what a fucking asshole, you know? Oh, I love being around yeah. trees. Yeah. You know, like. It's a circle of life, dude. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's a circle of life. Or you get to give it like you're surrounding yourself with all this great energy, right? That's it. Yeah. Right. Even if it's dead. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, think of the health benefits. Think of the health benefits of that. I mean, it's not just your nutrition and exercise either. Oh, dude. It's the things you're around. Yes, you have to immerse yourself and create your own environment a lot of times. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you go, what do you do? You go hiking around your property all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some nice trails and there's there's running water and things like that. So I have a sort of a perch that uh, it's this old stump and uh, it's around like this other grove of redwood trees and, and the creek actually goes through. There's like a little bit of a waterfall uh, right there. It's just like... It's kind of an epic. I a lot of times I'm like, I hope not too many people find this spot, dude, because this is like my sanctuary. You know, it was like that one spot where I just, you know, if I'm having a really stressful time or like some shit just went down or, you know, you know, sometimes I'll get if I get in a fight with my wife or whatever it is, I'm just like, I gotta go for a walk and I'll be back and I'll be a different person when I get back. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a. I wish I lived near something like that. I don't really have anything close by, um, but I've been seeking out you know, trails and stuff on the, on the weekends. Cause I, and right now I'm going to be going. Did you to, ever do that before? 34 years of my life. I never hiked or did any of that. In fact, I always feel guilty when we talk about it on the show. Cause I'm thinking, you know, I probably have some old ex-girlfriends that actually listen to the show and they play you motherfucker. Yeah, I told you so many How times. many times I wanted to take you on a hike and I just won't, I would never. I was be, like you dude. I would never go play video games, anything yeah. but that. You know what I'm saying? Like really go exercise. I exercise for a living. Fuck that. Like yeah. I'm not going to go out and hike no, on, the, on my Saturday. I grew up in the city. I grew <laughs> up ridiculous. I grew up in San Jose. I have such a different uh, attitude. Yeah, now. I grew up in San Jose. Yeah. I'm kind of a, when it when it comes to being uncomfortable, I was a I was a pussy, you know, as a kid. Like I don't like I don't like getting dirty. I don't want to be in a place where I don't know what can happen. So I wasn't a big nature person. Um, and when I really started, <laughs> like <a> big bears. <laughs> I got chased by a bear. I got chased by a bear, There's dude. Bees, man. You remember that, you remember that story, right? Yes. I told uh, that story. So our listeners should go seek seek out that episode where I got chased by a bear. It actually happened. Oh, once. That was great. Uh, but uh, the first time I remember that happening was it wasn't that long ago. I, th- I was probably in my Mid to late twenties, and uh, where I used to live, there's a trail that led up to a natural spring with like running water, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful little area. So it was. I was having a lot of stress with work. This is right around the time I tried to expand, and then I realized I had to. I had to cut my losses and uh, and come out of it. And it was super super stressful. It was my first real big like failure, I guess, in business that I was that I had to learn from. And uh, it was, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. So it's like pitch black outside. And uh, I'm like, I need to go for a walk. I don't know what prompted me. And I went walking and I didn't stop. I just kept walking. And I walked all the way up to this trail that I could barely see or you know around me. All I could see was the moonlight. And I sat there near the spring. And I remember just feeling uh, invigorated. Like I felt like I, I like it became a magical place for me, like because I, I, I identified with that spot as a result of it. But it was like I felt like I had the answer, 
And uh, I came home at like around 1.30 and I woke up the next day totally calm with the decision I had to make and I knew what I had to do. And that was my first time kind of peering into, uh, I guess, the power of just being alone, quiet in nature and what that can do for you. You know, yeah. I had, <clears throat> I didn't connect the dots till I got later, but I, you know, once I started to, so I didn't start high, I didn't hike with, you know, until Katrina, until just a couple of years ago. And and I started to appreciate that part of it, you know, because I thought, you know, to me, I was looking at it just like exercise. Totally. Same, same thing. I yeah. would go hiking. I'm like, this is a workout. Yeah. Right. Versus, you know, really paying attention to what I'm, what's around me, you know, where that's how. And in fact, we've hiked quite a few different places now. And I tell her like, yeah, I don't like to go on too aggressive of a hike because then it puts me in workout mode. Like we, when we hiked Cass, or, uh, Mission Peak, I was like, eh. I wasn't a big fan of it, and everyone's like, "Oh, was it too tough?" Well, I was like, "No, was it too tough?" But I felt like I was working out. Like I want, if I'm, you're gonna take me on a hike, like I want to smell the air, I want to look at the views, I want to like talk mm-hmm. to you while I'm walking. I don't want to be looking at my footing because it's so steep, or yeah. you know, trying to huff and puff up a hill. Like I, I want to hike. I want it to get my heart rate up. I want to break a little bit of a sweat, but I also want to be able to really. For me, it's more meditative. So I, it mm-hmm. took me a while to connect that that I could get that from that. I also remember like. My favorite time of year every every year of my life was my my childhood best friend, who I've talked a lot about on the show. He uh, him and I used to go on this trip, and I used to go with his family to uh, Trinity uh, Lake up up north. It's a, by Shasta. It's a little bit above Shasta. And I, what I loved about it was very few people knew about it. Um, it was just kind of like this felt like this special place that only we knew, and the people that would go there would know about. And it had a campground that probably had, I want to say, about 300 campsites. And out of the 300 campsites, uh, they were always packed and full. But uh, 50 of them would be people that were connected to us and that would go the same oh, wow. the big, same week. Big party. Yeah. So it, it'd be just this. It'd be awesome. We'd take over this entire campground pretty much and the boat dock. And we would. And as a kid, I, I looked forward to the wakeboarding and all the sport side of it. Yeah. But I didn't realize all the other pieces of it that actually really made it such such a powerful trip until I got older and I started to miss and disconnect. And I realized, like, man, when I really think about it, if I close my eyes and think back to the memories, like some of the memories that actually I, I can I don't remember tons of the times of me wakeboarding and jumping and doing cool shit like that. What I remember is like laying on a boat. And just like absorbing the sun and the boat rocking and the waves mm-hmm. and like looking out at the blue, blue water yeah, and the mountains. I think, like- I think definitely being around it my whole life, but but primarily the connection there that I've always had, I think, is because of fishing and because mm-hmm. of what it takes. Because fishing is not like, yes, it's so much fun. Like, <laughs> like fishing is simple it's it's very intricate it's very simple it's a lot of patience it's observing and and like you literally are in quiet and in nature and you know like now we have walkmans and fucking well, not even walkmans but we have ipods <laughs> we have walkmans we had walkmans yes. <laughs> we got this man <laughs> i mean it's crazy the technology is <laughs> well, where we've gone you know what i mean like, they got these mini records it's amazing <laughs> you can spin them yeah. they just came out with the eight track <laughs> damn it uh, i always date myself uh but yeah you know like just sitting in it and you know, casting, you hear just like little noises, you see how everything's interacting. Yeah. And I was just so like connected to that. And then like, when you catch them, it's like, whoa! all of a sudden this is adrenaline rush. And, 
uh, you, you know, it's just like it, it, you're just so like immersed in it that uh, I, I I carried that with me, and then I was disconnected from it for a long time. I always missed it. Yeah, so, so I so uh, a while ago, I want I went on a camping trip with uh, the two two uh, ladies that I refer to a lot uh, that I worked with me at my wellness facility. Uh, who were both instrumental in, in me developing my attitudes towards uh, towards health, total health, right? We went on a camping trip, and we had one of those tents where you could take the top off or whatever, and you could look up. Or Ew. And so they're both very in tune with this kind of stuff, especially the, the massage therapist. Mm. Uh, Devin is her name. Super, super connected to that kind of stuff, to the point where I was dismissive of it because I thought she was just weird. But I went because they were on my team, and I wanted a team building, and so I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll do this. It's good for the team, so I'll take it. You know, I'll go go camping. I'm not a camper. I hate it." And for the first time I'd ever in my life, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but have you ever been so um, overwhelmed with just visual beauty that it almost takes away your breath? Has looking, ever happened? Looking to you? up at the sky. Yeah, has oh, ever yeah, happened yeah, in you? high altitude? Uh, uh, Altivation. <laughs> altitude. Altitude. Thank you. So <laughs> elevation and altitude together. So, so they they had me meditate and they kind of forced me. And uh so I'm meditating and I, at first I'm like fighting it, I'm like whatever, and then they're like, please just come on, you know, do it, get into it, relax, whatever. So I start doing it, and then we're laying there and we're looking up and we're doing all these mental exercises, and you know, Devin is talking about the connection between the plants and this and that and the other, and I'm kind of shutting off my ears and thinking about business and what I can do and but you know, because we were there and there was nothing else to do, uh, I at some point I said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this and have it and, and enjoy it and do what she's saying." And I'm looking up at the plants and the sky and the ground, and I had a glimpse of uh, what I think they call satori, where you're present, like like a glimpse. It was a, it was literally maybe a second or two where I was there and I was just seeing everything, and that's it. There was no thought. There was no. You know, uh, on my body, on my thoughts, I was none of that, and I had this in, this sense of overwhelming uh, beauty to the point where I lost my breath, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" So then, of course, I'm out of it now because I'm thinking about it, and so I always now when I go in nature, I chase that feeling, and I can kind of get there sometimes. Like sometimes we'll go hiking with my girlfriend, and we'll be in a beautiful area, and I'll stop. And, and this is great. We'll go hiking sometimes. We'll do a mile hike. It'll take us three hours. Not because it takes us that long to hike a mile, but because we stop so much and go off the trail and look at things and touch things and do things and have conversations. And we'll stop and I'll look at things and I'll, I'll want it to be quiet and we won't say a word to each other for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and I'll get another glimpse of that, that feeling. And so I'm constantly, I'm always chasing that now when I go out in nature, but I never knew that that was even a thing. You know what I think that is? I think that is the, the the split moment that you realize how awesome what is in front of you in in comparison to what your eyes normally process. Mm-hmm. For example, like mm-hmm. you've st- how we've all stood in front of like a, a piece of architecture or a building or like a cool piece of something very cool, right? Where you're like, "Whoa, cool!" Check it, right? And you're like totally gawking yeah. in it, and it's like in this amazement, like you get this spike of energy. But when you really think about, like, for example, uh, I think you both have been to Yosemite before. Oh, mm-hmm. When you one of the most beautiful places on earth, right? When you stand there and you just look and you think about everything that's in your in your vision, right? That you could you can see, mm-hmm. uh, and and really to the blades of grass, to these epic mountains with waterfalls and these crazy old trees, and just 
all of that, the sky, how it close. fills everything up. Yeah, funny. exactly. Yeah. There's there's not there's nothing that isn't epic in in your in your vision at one time. It's like more than you've ever processed yeah, like over at the... once. And if you can tap into that and realize that, I think that's that take your breath away moment where you feel like, whoa, Burning like your... like your eyes are processing yeah. more than they something more magical in a sense, right? Like so. So what's what's, uh, what's I know we're getting woo woo right I know, now. Yeah, whatever, it's, but it's true. I mean, whatever. We didn't have a direction with this con- with this conversation as no, usual. That's good. I so the funny thing is when I did that with those two young ladies and we were there, um, it, it was amazing. We came back to work and we business exploded. It exploded, and I know it's because we were all in this amazing space and working together. And so the irony of it now is I, I do it and I know it contributes to my creativity. Mm. It contributes to what I write and your how mindset, I think. mindset, yeah, your positivity, all that stuff. Dude, it makes everything better. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when we were talking to, uh, you know, we had Mike over here and we were talking about, you know, meditation. He's like, oh man, I, I have a tough time doing it, like most entrepreneurs yeah. because they find it, you know, like, fuck, I can do so many things in yeah, 20 it's minutes. It's unproductive. And I'm like, no, it's productive. It actually contributes to productivity, but... I don't know, man. Life is meant to be to, for me at least. Life is meant to seek out these moments that kind of blow your mind, and uh, looking forward to ne- the next moment yeah. that'll blow your mind, and seeing where you can take. Well, it's that. actually living it, right? It's being present in that moment, and and you know, taking it for what it is. You know, especially if it's in a beautiful setting, like like remember that, mm-hmm. like be there. Don't be somewhere else. Talk about the the ultimate challenge, though, is you know it, to be such a forward thinker, go getter, goal oriented oh person, God. but then also <laughs> be able to transition into this mindful, present, you know, person, you know, to, and try and be both that. It's incredibly uh, conflicting sometimes. It feels totally. conflicting, but it, it's not. Yeah, it's not, but it can be. You know, yeah. it, it very and it's it's tough to 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 juggle that. You know, because uh, I feel like uh, I. When I listen to certain like motivational speakers, like there's, I feel like there's different styles and types. And like when you get these ones that are just like, fuck, my, fuck, crush everything. Like I just never, like anyone who tells you that and a successful entrepreneur took days off, this or that, they have the like, you know, gr- out grind everybody. I can respect that. Mm-hmm. I get that, you know, see that. But then you have other people that like, you know, preach more towards this passion and love and, and it's a, it's a different, uh, well, so yeah, so what's funny? Parts of the spectrum. I actually watched a documentary on um, what we're talking about, and they were showing examples of when people are able to reach this state of mind where they're super present. And you know what they were showing examples of? People who were exceptionally good at their jobs. They were showing a man who was painting, who would just grab paint, and if we'd get in the state of mind, and then and he's just creating incredible works of art. They were talking about uh, inventors and entrepreneurs like Steve Jobs, uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates, um, you know, uh, all these people that we think of like these hard, crazy grinders. But the reality is the reason why they're doing that, the reason why they're grinding so hard isn't necessarily because it's like this hard grind. Yeah. It's because it's the state that they're in oh, I, that I, they can do this and create these incredible. Just going. Oh, I, yeah. that's it. So that's why I'm saying it's not really conflicting. It's almost all the same. No, right? I, that's where I why Rise of Superman resonated with me so much, dude. Because I think I see that in athletes for sure. I mean, when you yeah. when you've done something like uh, snowboarding, for example, right, and then you watch what some of these people are doing on the board, like. You know, most people that have never even ridden before are impressed because they're watching on TV. But 
you're when you actually have gone out there and done it or tried some yeah. of the things. You look at are, your jumps on film versus that, right? And you and you realize like, what yeah, they're like, doing yeah. at the speeds that yeah. they're doing, the 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 flow state that they have to be in is on a another level. They like, have to trust themselves too in that moment. Oh, you it, know? it, like, it, it has to be the most. Has to be the most. I, I I envy that because that has to be the most freeing. Thing ever someone at the at their craft or their sport that is or just like the painter analogy yeah. you gave right that too just wow I could just imagine well dude but then they can easily just try and always chase that like that's their standard you know that's the only place they might receive that well so I it believe, might be hard I believe that we can train this right I, I think you can I, I think be, the more I, you get into it the right. easier it is I believe that you can you can train this I believe like the the work that they're like we talked to Jamie Will and, and uh, Stephen Kotler about that they're doing I think that I mean like and then. You know, SEAL team is is mm-hmm. doing things to promote to train this. that. Yeah, I think yeah. that you know, of all the things that we do, we're going to be that we're going to be there in the next ten years. I believe this yeah. is some, this this is a lot of what we'll talk about is this. Uh, and you, I think you just said this the other day, Sal, when we were talking to somebody. It might have been with Mike about how this is the direction is this. We've already kind of figured out like sports nutrition and like food. Oh and yeah. Stuff that's, really that's well. the big growth. Like, that's where the big growth is going to be. Yeah. The next is going to be how much the mind plays a role in all that and how we can optimize well, that. And you already see that with like nootropics te- and technology too. Yeah. Right. With tech, yeah, with nootropics, with all these things. Tap we're, into the way the brain you know, right. communicates. We're, we're, we're starting to accept that God, the brain is far more powerful than we gave it credit before. Well, and, I mean, think about it this way. Um, and I completely recognize this of all the things that we do here in the business the thing that i absolutely love doing the most is getting on the microphones and talking with you guys and there are definitely there's definitely many many moments when the three of us are in conversation and it's much easier for us to tap into it alone than it is when we have a guest although we're getting better at including people in that Mm -hmm. particular state but where we get into these flow states with our conversation where it's just it's just amazing and it feels good to be in it yeah. Everything else kind of evaporates. Like I don't think about. I'm not thinking about what's happening with the production here, or what's mm-hmm. happening with this blog or this article, or what we need to write here or do that. It's just we just go. Yeah. And there's definitely been moments where you know all of us are sitting down talking, where it's just oh shit, two hours went by. Like I can't believe mm-hmm. that just happened. And that's what's fun. They that's get, how I know we're doing. What we're supposed to. Well, do. they give yeah. that. They give that analogy too in there of like. Uh, that's the good sign of it is when you and everyone has had these moments, right? And they talk about micro and macro flow, right? So that everybody has had these moments in their life where, um, you know, you kind of lose track of time. And it's normally when you're doing something you love, or you're passionate about, or playing a sport, Just really engaged, or really hyper focused yeah. at a job you do, or some of that you need to accomplish. And so you've tapped into that. Everyone is kind of tapped into that. And you know, to for us to not think that that's something we can hack is almost silly and naive of us to not, you know, so, to be attempting to do that. So There's I formulas there. I felt it when so like Maps Anabolic. When I first wrote Maps Anabolic, I wrote it in one night. That was one night. It all came out now, and, and it's not because I like, you know, some uh, spirit gave me all the answers to the whatever. It was literally this accumulation of knowledge that I have that I know I have stored in my brain. And for whatever moment, for whatever reason, at that moment, I was able to access all of it and make sense of things yeah. and put it all out. I also Wasn't experienced it that study that really just kind of it, sparked that. It sparked it, and then it just literally. I came to Doug the day before we did nothing. The day after, I got this thing. Yeah. It, I wrote it all in one night, and I experienced that again on a group level with you guys when we create our programs, definitely. But the program in particular 
where we prime. were prime. Yeah. yeah you guys we, remember that shit? We all felt that, dude. You guys yeah. remember that? We were on another fucking planet. Yeah. Well, a lot of it too was, which I think required the most creativity, which I think it pulled the most. It was out. totally different from yeah. anything yeah. else. Yeah. Like, because any of us, you know, not to take any credit from any of our programs that we've written, but, you know, all of us have the knowledge to have written maps red, black, green, sure. or white yeah. on our own, right? Like, we all have that knowledge right. understanding. Sure. But prime. Well, even though we all have that knowledge that's in that, like we literally had to create something. We didn't have anything to pull from, yeah. right? Like there's there wasn't yeah. any other real theories to pull from to put that together. It was like we are trying to figure out the best way to communicate this to the masses. Like, okay, we created a whole, like a whole new genre with that, right? And that's why I think you know I know a lot of times we're like, oh, we're you know we've got the program set. We're done. You know, from the business side, we're thinking about that kind of stuff, but. At the end of the day, uh, a lot of what we do is, is kind of creative-based. The podcast is creative-based, right? Creating the programs is the same thing. I don't know, man. I feel like – I don't. not that I have an idea of what we're going to do in the future, but I don't want to fucking ever stop that process. I love that. that. Is, That's my favorite part of our business. I think anytime we go out and do something, yeah. we're going to come back with something, either I, a new idea I like or – creating stuff with you guys. Oh, I, I love it. Part. I think like and, – and you know, I love that Mike touched on this a little bit in the podcast that we did with him – I think it's gonna it's gonna change so much, and this is the, the the levels of scaling. Is I think I think knowing us, we will find find that passion that and that that flow state uh, with with other parts parts of the business that we don't even currently sure. do right now. Like our responsibilities will will have to change will have to change in order for this business to can you continue to scale to where it has twenty five, fifty, a hundred plus employees. You know, it's inevitable that our our jobs and our responsibilities will have to will have to change and evolve themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, the things that we get excited about, we think right now. I always try and stay open minded to know that you know for sure we we will probably have to pivot in a sense. I see us orchestrating Mm -hmm. more things or helping create those type of environments for those that are doing things with and for us. I think. That will be sure. the true art, right? We went through it. We understand the per- importance of it. We've honed in on how to kind of create that environment. Now let's teach others. Yeah, now our entire team that we're right. building up, you right. know, and let's, let's not let's orchestrate this. Yes, and yeah. let's not forget. Like, there's a lot of uh, there's there's a, a lot of benefit that comes from team building in that particular sense. Like, we're starting to build a small team that work with us and of interns and employees and like. It it would make a lot of sense uh, from a business standpoint, even if we don't have a specific target goal, like we're going to go do something, to just literally say, hey guys, we're all going to do a whatever camping trip or we're all going to go to this other place. We're all going to stay there together. And the goal is just to come up with ideas and create and just whatever. There is a lot of benefit that comes yeah. from just doing that. And I think uh, we need to remind ourselves of that because sometimes we can get caught up in like what we're doing. But like we have yet to do that. We've done it with Taylor, mm-hmm. and and I I don't know about you guys, but I felt a significant shift in the way Taylor kind of integrated with the team and Bond just from going to Paleo FX with him. Yeah, you know, totally. And that was a specific thing, right? Yeah. But like even if we just took some people and said, hey, let's go, let's go on a camping trip together. Everybody will spend a couple nights and. We're all just going to hang out and like sit down and think of ideas and whatever. Well, I've, I wouldn't be surprised. We come I've back always with some shit, loved man. the It'd the idea fire. of the eventually having the mind pump house, which I think it would be awesome to put it somewhere. Yes, if you're willing to donate a house, 
I mean, hit us up. I wasn't thinking that along that lines, but that was smart. Oh, you know what I mean? Fuck it, right? Someone, ask for it. You never know, a, man. Yeah, we have universe a pri- provides. We had someone with a private jet. Remember the guy with the private oh, jet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're still waiting on a ride, yeah. man. We, we got LA trips uh, lined up here. <laughs> right, right, hey, man, right. if you're listening, we're up for that private jet release that you said. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see us definitely having because I, I I agree. I think uh, I would love for it to be a regular thing once a month at least that we go for a couple of days. Oh yeah, get out outside of the business because that's that's it's tough. It's tough when you go to the day to day. You can get really uh, you get hyper focused on your day to day stuff that you lose sight of the yep. overall vision and the on business. the business. Yeah, yeah. got to go work in and out of it. So I think that be. I think that'll be something that we get better about or being more organized about it where it's scheduled where we know we need to do this to create that. Excellent. I look forward to it. Yeah. Check this out. 30 Days of Coaching available for free. Mindpumpmedia.com. All you got to do is register and then you're going to get coaching from me, Adam, and Justin for 30 days. Kind of like that. It's mostly information, but you get my drift. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. Mind Pump Media is the page. We all have personal pages. Mine is Mind Pump Sal. Adam is Mind Pump Adam. Justin is Mind Pump Justin, and also YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. I think we're the only people who post a brand new video every single day. Uh, if we're not, uh, it's because I don't know of the other ones. Uh, it's Mind Pump TV, MPTV. Go check it out. Subscribe. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.